Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Red Deer Public Library's official podcast, Part of the Story. We are back today. I am Sage Black, and I'm with Claire Brown. Hello, hello. Oh my gosh, what are we doing today? <laughs> Talking about our youths. Yeah, it's a long time ago for some of us. <laughs> um, so I was thinking about something, and I brought it to Sage uh, the other week, about books that we read in school. That we because were assigned That we were assigned to read. Not reading yeah. for pleasure. That would yeah. be a very different list <laughs> yeah. if we had that. Because, like, so often I think that children and teens sort of fall out of love with reading mm-hmm. during sort of the high school, middle, middle school, high school age. And I think some of it might be because of these picks, like revisiting oh. them. Like, we were both sort of thinking, like... I was these, one of them. Yeah. I was one of those reads. people. Like, yeah. they're either hard reads because of the language that's used and, like you know, the slowness of the mm-hmm. narrative, or their heart reads because you can't see the immediate, like, oh, this makes sense to my life now, yeah. and therefore you're so removed from it that you can't even get into it at all. Yeah. Or they're just boring when yeah. you're, like, 13 so years old. <laughs> you're like, yeah, I can't read this. I can't read this. And because I'm older than Sage and my brain doesn't work as well, um, <laughs> I also took books from uh, my college age because that is closer to my current life, even though mm-hmm. it is also a really <laughs> long time ago. Um, so, Sage, get us started a little bit with this conversation. Okay. Why do you think, well, one, why do you think that so many of us have these thoughts of like why were we chosen to read this like why this one and also did it hinder your reading for pleasure Mm -hmm. Um, during those years i think why and it's like uh the curriculum's old and it needs Mm -hmm. to be updated um i think a lot of them i mean like they're classics like a lot on my list are like you know they they literature with the big l yes and like that's all well and good yeah um, but I was definitely one of those kids where, like, I remember late elementary, middle school, I loved reading. Mm-hmm. Like, I would be reading every waking minute in the bath, like, before bed. I also didn't have social media at the time, so, like, yeah. I wasn't it doom scrolling on TikTok <laughs> for two hours before bed. But I was reading all the time. And then, like, high school hit. And when you were really, like, okay, you got to read these books on your own time yeah. that are horribly dry. Yeah. And that, like, you... Like, I would read the spark notes for most <laughs> for most of Ooh, these. Confessions. I would read the book, but it's like, sometimes, you know when you're reading, and you just, like, you're reading it, and you read the same page, like, oh, three and times? Oh, and nothing's going in the brain? Nothing. Yeah. So I'm like, I need something. Something needs to help. Yeah. Um, so I was definitely one of those people. And it, and it stuck with me, like, well after school, too, where, like, I just didn't want to read. Yeah. Um, so even, like, the last few years, I've gotten out of that, and, like, I like reading for pleasure again. Yeah. Right. But, like, that's quite a handful of years yeah (laughs) yeah high school ruined a lot for me well that's the thing like high school also I would say there's one book that we're going to talk about that I really liked from high school but it was basically the only one and I was like I also a huge reading for pleasure like Mm -hmm. child slash middle grade person and then in high school you have so much like homework extracurricular stuff everything Mm -hmm. that you're doing and then you're reading something that you don't necessarily want to read that (laughs) you're not interested in and then it becomes this like reading becomes a chore Mm -hmm. instead of that pleasure that you have absolutely younger years and then it's like we're these like trained mammals (laughs) where you you look at a book you're like (laughs) oh like you just have this like this pretty much it's not a fun time reaction Mm -hmm. like i didn't start reading again for pleasure until like probably midway through college yeah and it was like not during like college time obviously Mm -hmm. it was like in a break time well even like last year like 2023 is when i actually like really got back into reading yeah and like i would read the odd book here and there yeah like before that and like i'm not saying i wouldn't read at all but i definitely like it was not camping and things yeah like like, definitely love that on holidays and stuff but it's like at home it's like why would i read if i can watch tv (laughs) (laughs) you know and i've definitely gotten out of that which i appreciate because i i think it's so funny too we were talking about this earlier but like reading is cool again, especially yeah, for like 100%. the younger generations, which is yeah. so fun. Um, and I, I saw a funny video and it's this girl, she's like, oh my gosh, like whenever I see like these young girls, like teens, early twenties, like reading, I'm like, oh, how studious, like look at you reading <laughs> yeah. your book. And then you read the book and you're like, oh my gosh, it's like so it's, inappropriate, yeah. <laughs> this book, like good for you. Like, <laughs> it's just so funny because it doesn't matter what you read, but like you just have to find something that you like, and then yeah. it gets you, and then it gets you back into it, and you're like, why did I ever stop? Yeah. You know, so that's kind of what happened to me. I know, and I think 
I hope that people who are readers, because mm-hmm. not everyone's a reader, and that's fine, mm-hmm. but I hope that people who are readers and sort of had the joy of it sucked out of them for you whatever reason, back. yeah, that they do think to themselves, oh, like, let me pick up this random thing mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And I think you're so right. There is this, like, huge trend, and you see it, like, in the markets as well, like, yep. with how many books are being sold and, and bookstores being revived. Mm-hmm. And even, like, library, like, a lot of creators now are, like, get a library card and like yep. get a library card yeah <laughs> and like yeah, nice we have Libby, we have popular things we have all of those things and then it's like popular to talk about yeah like it's not just like oh i like oh i read a little right. bit it's, it's, like, it's like people who are excited and it's like cool it's like nerdy still but yeah. like but fun cool. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but nerdy's fun yeah 100%. and book nerdy oh my gosh yeah the best and it like looking at my list and thinking about these titles they are like known titles. Like mm-hmm. there are just some books that you sort of just like know. Yeah, in that's the life most of mine, right? Yeah, and it makes me wonder. Like, we know that there are a lot of books in the human history of the world. Can't read, can't read them all. Yeah, and like I don't know how curriculums are made, but I think it's a bit odd that like, for those of you who don't know, Sage and I we have about thirteen years between us. Mm-hmm. And so I was basically graduating school when you were going to first grade. <laughs> Why Why do we have any overlap? No, I know. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. And we do. Because, again, <laughs> like, they're classics. Yeah. You know, but, like, there's no classics. Like, there's no... You want to pick one classic for the now until Pretty the much. end of time? Pretty much. I just... It's like, here's three you can choose from yeah. for your whole life. And then we get a lot of comments here at the library. Parents or teachers or, you know, caregivers of, of any type coming in mm-hmm. and being like oh, my, my kid is 14 and they really struggle with reading. Not the act of reading, they can read, uh, but in terms of enjoying it, mm-hmm. wanting to pick up a book, wanting to find something new. <laughs> like, no wonder. And, yeah, in, internally I'm thinking I know exactly where this is coming from yep. because I experienced it as well. So I For think sure. a lot of times we have to change the narrative of, like, what is reading and, and allow ourselves and children and society mm-hmm. to, like, just read fluff for fun. Yeah. Read a graphic novel. Listen to an audiobook. And that got me thinking about a lot of things, too, like, when we were thinking about this. Because you were given, like, a little paperback mm-hmm. um, in whatever grade, right? Yeah. There was 30 of them, and you each, you each signed one out from the classroom. But there were no other options. Nope. So, like, if you did have struggles back mm-hmm. in the day in terms of, like, processing, <laughs> like, reading materials, yeah, you had no other options. Mm-hmm. There were no, like oh, like, get your app, we'll get you an audiobook or whatever. And that struck me as, like, we've come a long ways, Mm -hmm. but I think we still have to come a long ways with our choices as well. I would be curious if nowadays if they have those options. I should hope that they do. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, what kid has a CD player? (laughs) No, no. 100%. (laughs) Like, I don't even have a CD player in my house No, I know. I know. Like, and I'm old, (laughs) as we established. So we're just going to get into some of the books that we recall reading, mm-hmm. whether we enjoyed them or not is <laughs> part of the discussion. And sometimes it's just your feeling. Like, if you love any of these books, we are happy for you. If you hate these books that we love, it's okay yeah. too. <laughs> like, we all have different um, experiences, exactly. particularly with school reading. So for sure. Well, that was the thing. Personal. Whenever they had the option of like book report, pick your own book. Oh yeah. Oh my God, thank you. <laughs> yeah. It's like I can actually maybe read something like the book I'm reading anyway. Yeah. Sometimes they put like, you know, it has to be a book about yeah. like this or that. But yeah. it's like okay, at least you can still pick yourself, and yeah. at least it makes it a bit more enjoyable too. And but. I think that's also that's part of the ownership that I still feel now. Like when books are recommended to me, sometimes I really struggle with picking them up mm-hmm. because I'm worried that I won't like it as much or that it, it feels like homework again yeah. in the brain. Like, now I have to talk to this person about this book after. Yeah, or, like, I host book clubs now where we <laughs> all are reading the same book, and when I'm talking to, like, my friend about it in particular, like, he'll be like, what are you doing? And I'll be like, oh, I'm doing my book homework. He's like, when's book club? <laughs> like, and so I still think of it in those terms, and, like, yep. luckily I have a hand in choosing those titles, so I do enjoy a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. But, like, my brain still goes like, to you're the you teacher here. Your homework. Yeah. yeah, you can assign the <laughs> books <laughs> like you you don't have to think they're bad but it's so funny that your brain just like continues on in that way for sure 
What's your first one you want to chat about? Okay. I'm going to go in, like, order of when I read them oh, in school. Oh, you're way more organized than well, me. I'm too old I, for that. My list is not that long. <laughs> <laughs> I could barely remember. Um, so the first one, okay, I'm going to preface this by, this was probably, like, grade five. I think oh, it was baby elementary school. This. Maybe grade six, but, like, probably grade five. Um, to remember this book, I had to ask my friends, um, and I had to Google, because the only things I could remember out this bu- about this book is that a kid could run very fast, there was something to do with pizza, and something to do about untying knots. So it really okay. stuck with you. Okay, that's all I could remember. The title is Maniac McGee by um, Jerry Spinelli. Oh, I'm familiar! Yeah. So it's literally about this like orphan boy who is like a local town legend because he can run fast, he runs everywhere, he's really good at untying knots, and he's allergic to pizza. Allergic to pizza? Yes. What part of pizza? <laughs> I, just allergic to pizza. That's good. <laughs> That's all, all he says. It, the mix of things. And it's like he has these like astonishing athletic abilities, and of course he's like an orphan boy, so he's um, like bullied and stuff, but then he like finds friends and he gets taken in and like all that stuff. Um, but that's all I could remember when I was going through this list. I'm like, I know I read a book about pizza, about a knot, <laughs> and shoes. Like, he was running in these shoes that had holes in so them. So was this, like, do you recall whether it was, like, independent reading or, like, read aloud to I'm pretty class? sure it, uh, it would have been grade five. So I think we did independent and also, like, read aloud. Yeah. Where we, like, take turns. And then you're just like, okay, read to chapter whatever. Yeah. Um, and I don't remember, I mean, it was grade five. So I don't know, even know if I had, like, opinions about anything in grade five. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. Um, but it was fine. Like, yeah. I don't remember loving it. Yeah. I don't remember it enough that I could tell you, like, the whole plot. I, I read on, um, you know, Google <laughs> just to kind of get an idea. But, yeah, like, it was fine for grade five. It wasn't, like, great. It wasn't horribly that book slow. Before, so, like, Probably. it's still goes out into the world it's a classic (laughs) it's a classic but it was i think it was old at the time when i read it so like yeah it's been it's it's been it's been around yeah it was was fine for grade five (laughs) i remember it being fine but it's just so funny that those are the things i remember yeah like he runs he can untie knots but gave your friend group enough (laughs) you were like you know what we got you yeah oh yeah my friend was like oh yeah maniac mcgee yeah like of course sure let me let me google and yeah she was right (laughs) so it was fine but yeah grade five I'm going to do an elementary school pick as well, um, which, like, I remember the experience of reading it, but, like, mm-hmm. basically nothing about That's it. That's, like, how I, I feel, too, yeah. So, in, like, probably third or fourth grade, I think third grade, because I remember um, I had a teacher, her name was Mrs. Schmidt. Okay. That's such a teacher name. It was a very good yeah. teacher name. And she was, like, such a, like older lady teacher like basically like exactly what you would picture and she was I loved her voice and I just I loved everything about her she was one mm-hmm. of my favorite teachers in elementary school and I'm certain that she must have read this one to us and so it's called Sarah Plain and Tall by Patricia McLaughlin okay and so when we were thinking about this list and I had sort of brought it up to you I was like oh yeah Sarah Plain and Tall and I didn't really remember anything about it except for a woman um like marries a man with who already has children okay. so I, I assume their mom has passed away or something okay. so i just remember like this was a hundred percent like the teacher read it aloud to us in that class so we would have like i don't know what we did while they were reading sit there and just yeah. anxiously stare and at her. so like she would read us like a chapter a day or like mm-hmm. however long right and so i just remember it being very relaxing very nice yes I, you know it's nice to be read to and all mm-hmm. those things and i didn't remember anything about it except for that she had joined this family so i look it up and so basically she's like a mail order bride who has like joined this family because the mom has passed away and he like works a farm and he needs someone to like watch the children or whatever, okay. which is like very adult <laughs> concepts. It is a child's book. But then you know what it got me thinking? So when I was reading this, I was like, okay, that's interesting. But then it got me thinking, I love marriage of convenience romance stories Oh my now. gosh, it all started somewhere. Right? Yeah. Like it was so, it was, it's like I had no chance. I was always going to love marriage of convenience. <laughs> But I just, I remember, like, being read to. Mm-hmm. And, like, I still like audiobooks for that reason. Yeah. But it, or, like, podcasts give you the similar sort of feeling, right? But, like, I just, I loved the whole experience. And I basically remembered nothing about it. And then I was reading it, and I was like, oh. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, daddy bought a new wife. Yeah, you know? basically. It's very <laughs> odd and very, like, of the time. Oh, that's too funny. So, yeah. I, but... 
that was one of the ones that like it's literally first on my list it's like one of the ones I like first remembered. remembered yeah yeah and it's funny how it comes up where it's like you know or like you know the title or the content but yeah. then it's like nothing else you're like I remember yeah. a few the little things of it or like that's it that time and you know yeah. what the feeling probably came from the teacher it wasn't even like the book it was probably it was just, how she read it yeah. and like how we engaged and I don't think it was like the type of one where you had to like do an essay or something mm. or a little paper well, or whatever it was called. or like you didn't have to even answer questions I think it was just like reading time and we would just listen and it Which was I do like. just like a decompressed moment you know yeah and so there were no stakes to the listening I remember that brings up one I totally forgot about but like same thing where a teacher would read to you but we were always reading like Amelia Bedelia oh, which yeah. are still very popular 100%. but still to this day I remember the one we read and because that character takes like everything very serious, seriously yeah. and like literally I will never forget where in the book somebody asks her to put the leaf in the table because they have company coming over and she goes out and grabs a bunch of leaves and puts them on the table I'll never forget that like anytime I hear of like leaf on table I think of that book yeah. where it's like oh Amelia Bedelia <laughs> she's crazy it's so funny what's your next one um, okay, so this one was probably like grade six or seven. Okay, middle school. Middle school. So The Giver by yeah. Lois Lowry. Classic. Again, yeah. a classic. Um, it's like, if you haven't heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like a very famous Canadian novel. set in like what seems to be a utopian yeah. type of a world. Turns out to be dystopian, of mm-hmm. course. Everything. Okay, and I really enjoyed the movie when it came out because I was like, gosh, I don't know, maybe like a couple years after I read it. Yeah. So I enjoyed the movie when it came out. And in the movie, everything is like gray and black and white, which is how it's described in the book as well. Yeah. Like everyone's the same. There's no like uniqueness. Yeah. Um, and they make the world that way. And then the main character, Jonas, like is selected to inherit memories. Yeah. And then he can see in color. And it's just you realize they're killing babies. And like <laughs> there's which is a also lot of. an odd middle grade. Book, yes, I know. I know. I <laughs> know. So I, I remember when I read that, it was, I think, when I was still, like, enjoyed reading yeah. at the time. Um, so I enjoyed... So it didn't feel like homework. Yeah, I enjoyed that one. And definitely when books are, like... Because that one... When did that one come out? Like, 1990s? Good 90s. I think sure, sometime. Yeah. So at that point, it was a little bit older from when I read it. And, like, the writing style, maybe not something, like, I would super love today. Yeah. But it was... But it was a teen style of the time. Yes. Yeah. And and it was so definitely like catching degree. enough that I was like, oh, okay, I don't mind this. And then you you have that feeling when you're reading it where like something's not quite right. Like yeah. obviously like something's wrong and then things are revealed and you're like, oh, I knew it. Which I love the idea of like choosing a book like that for the that age of audience mm-hmm. because you're sort of just starting at that point to um, – know that things aren't always what they seem yes. so you have to look for like context clues or what people are saying versus what people are doing mm-hmm. so I think it does help you learn a little bit about human behavior yeah I remember reading it in school as well probably similar age so it might even come out in the late 80s early 90s and years later my sister was a librarian at um, Calgary Public Library and Laura Slowry happened to be coming through. Oh, fun. So she got me a signed copy nice. of it. And so I have a beautiful hardcover, a special nice. edition version of the signed copy. Because, yeah, it is one of those, like, especially Canadian, mm-hmm. like, sort of rites of passage. Like, you yeah. read The Giver. Oh, of course. Like, you. <laughs> and, like, you even graduate you know? if you. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, and, and, and I think there's it's. There's others in the series if you're super into it. And because like, I think it's like dystopian, like it's not real, like it is timeless in a way. Yeah. Because it's not like they're. It's not set in like 1992. Exactly. It's very referenced in the time. Exactly. Yeah. So it does last a long time. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. I think it was, I think it was a good, a good option for yeah. that age group, for sure. I agree. Yeah. That was one of the enjoy ones for sure. I don't, I don't know if I'd read it again. Maybe. <laughs> but I feel like I know it. Yeah. I know it enough. I'm going to get into one that I read later in my life. This was in um, my college life, and I took an American history class. And so obviously we read, like, proper historical texts, <laughs> if you will. And, but we also, throughout the three months, we had to read these five novels. Mm-hmm. And they were very set of the time, whatever time period they were in, and s- sort of get you an idea of, like, what was happening in the culture that was sort of informing the history because my prof was super into that. The thing is, this particular book, it's by John Updike, 
and it's Rabbit Run, and it's it becomes like a whole series. And mm-hmm. Rabbit is the main character. Okay. Um, and as a, I was probably nineteen, maybe twenty years old. And as a nineteen or twenty year old woman, I had never experienced the level of anger Re- while reading, reading a book or like mm-hmm. towards a character in my life. <laughs> and I think at the time I didn't really understand why I felt that way. Mm-hmm. I just was like annoyed and frustrated and nothing about the character seemed sympathetic to me. It was very like it was very a one-sided narrative from like Rabbit's perspective. So you'd think that you would identify with Rabbit right. or have empathy for that particular character or whatever it is. But I never did. And it was the hard, one of the hardest books to read and it was one of the shortest ones hmm. that we were reading. And at the time I couldn't really figure it out. And we didn't even really do anything with the novels. It was just to yeah. read. We read them, and then we'd have, like, a discussion day, but then we didn't really, like, do anything with them. It's just book club. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. So I didn't really, like, I didn't really engage with it that much. So I read it, had the discussion, but I kept thinking about it mm-hmm. for, like, years. And when I started at the library, so, like, two or three years later, we have his books. We had that particular book. And... So I was thinking about it a little bit more, and then I would just, like, I would go through these periods where I would just, like, think about it. (laughs) And then, because the world changes, and Mm -hmm. how we discuss things Mm -hmm. and the world changes, it suddenly became so clear to me, probably when I was in my my late 20s, -hmm. that the reason I had struggled so badly with Rabbit and Rabbit Run was how misogynistic and Mm -hmm. anti-feminist, like, not even just, like not even thinking about feminism, like, anti-feminist the book was. But at the time, so you have to think about this. Like, this is, like, literally, like, 18 years ago that I'm reading yeah, this book, yeah. right? At the, and it was Very written however many years prior to that. So I didn't have, like, the words. Like, we weren't talking about, mm-hmm. like, feminism the way that we do now. We weren't talking about misogyny the way that we do now or oh, patriarchy the yeah. way that we do now. So, or even, like, 10 years ago. So it literally, I would think about it on and like, on. Why do I hate this yeah. book so much? Like, why, do, why did I care so much about hating like, this book? Oh, because book? this book is like anti-woman. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So, like, the character, he's a young man, and he um, sort of makes cavalier personal choices in his mm-hmm. personal life, and he ends up with, like, a pregnant not-girlfriend-girlfriend. Okay. And he is, like, he's so, like, angry about his situation as though he didn't have hands in <laughs> the situation and then how he treats this woman in his mm-hmm. life and how he treats like his circumstances the child etc i just i struggled with it so so much for mm-hmm. so long and then i was finally like i have the words for this now <laughs> it was amazing i learned them yeah is that is that like the point of the book is for you to hate the main character i don't think so oh and I think that's why I struggled so much because he does go on to other things. Mm. And like I don't think if I had read it if I'd read it at the time, probably nothing about it would really strike me. Like right. if I was reading it in the seventies. You'd be like, Oh yeah, that's just It's life. <laughs> that's just life. Like yep. that's just how it is. But so I was going to college sort of in a really early transition time of mm-hmm. like when we were talking about these things that are like super, super mainstream now. Yeah. Which, like, you think about that, and it's like, first of all, how was I going to college 18 years ago? I'm having a panic attack saying it out loud. But, like, also, the idea that it was not, like, part of, like, my verbiage at the time. To be like, this is, like, this is Mm anti-feminism. This is, like, misogyny. Like, I would, like, I never... It's like, something about this guy isn't quite right. Right? Like, isn't it bizarre? It is. And, like, how much it changes over time. At least you found the words. Right? Like, <laughs> But, like, how many times did I revisit that? And, like, sometimes out of nowhere, I'll think about that book still. And just, yep. like, it'll stoke a bit of anger in my, and, and then I'll just move on with my day. Because it's so funny. Because when an author writes a book like that, yeah. and, like, they're writing it for you to hate this character. Mm-hmm. Like, this character is written in a way that, like, you're supposed to hate Yeah, they're them. the villain of the piece. Yeah, and yeah. you're like, okay, I get that. But then sometimes when you read a book like this where you're like, is that what your intentions are? Or, no. like, you I think he was just, like, a guy of the, the time. Worst character, yeah. Yeah, I think he was just a guy of the time. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. And, like, so I would recommend it to people in terms of, like, do you want to see what sort of gets me going? <laughs> if you want to get mad. Yeah. Now we all have the words of, like, yeah. <laughs> we know what this book is. But then I would also be interested to know if 
the perspective one would be different now mm. that I'm like older. Like, have you read it since? No. Oh, maybe you should. It's still on my bookshelf. <laughs> <laughs> maybe should. Like, and I have thought about revisiting it because maybe, like, I will have grown also mm-hmm. since I was 20 years old. So maybe there's empathy for Rabbit that I didn't see at the time okay. because I identified more with his. Not that I was pregnant, obviously. <laughs> um, but like, but I identified more with this like sort of nameless, agencyless mm-hmm. woman than I did with him and his circumstances. So yeah. I have thought That's about revisiting fair. it. But then sure. what if I'm just like... Even more what if Yeah. What if it's like level 100? <laughs> Who knows? Oh, boy. What's your next one? Okay. My next one. This one, I'm pretty sure it was in high school, so probably like grade nine. Okay. Um, Brave New World by Aldous Huxley. That's a hard one. Mm. That is a hard one. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and so like when we were reading it, because it was originally written in like 1930 yeah. like it's old-ish. Yeah. Um, old-ish coming up on 100 years yeah, um and so like again dystopian yeah. whatever but i remember having such a hard time getting through it just because yeah. it's like very dry very, very hard rich, to get yeah. through um but i also remember because we're in like grade nine you're fresh in high school your hormones are still a little crazy yeah. and i was like we're reading a book about people doing drugs and having sex yeah. like what are, what is going on in grade Ooh, nine <laughs> Like, what is going on? And that's such a small part yeah, of the story. Yeah, high school. <laughs> yeah, such a small part of the story. But I just remember, like, even my friends, I remember in the time being like, we're having a hard time getting through this book. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't recommend reading I mean, I guess it's a classic. I would recommend reading it. But it's also, like, there's better, probably, dystopian fiction out there. Well, and you, you were know? saying that you were talking to a coworker who had read it in college, and I also yes. read it in college. And like, like it was read hard in high school. Yeah, it was hard then. Like so, yeah. six years later, it was hard for me to read, and you're oh, reading it six years earlier. Like and and even looking back, because I was like, I could remember things that happened, but not like the whole plot. So yeah. I was just looking at like a written out summary, and like even because it was written so long ago, and like I know that's the point that they were trying to do, but like, um, because they're in the society where like people are genetically engineered, and yeah. like you're made to be born for this specific job yeah and in that society outside of that society people are savages so they go to like mexico and see the savages and natural like births and stuff i'm like oh this is just like a little ages yeah like i'm a little i feel a little icky reading this (laughs) like i don't i don't love it so much yeah so it was fine i don't i didn't love it but that's the problem is like these classics a lot of them can be so dry yeah that even if you want someone to be reading it because you think that it offers something. Yeah. Like, some sort of commentary on the world. Which, like, yes. But it's interesting also that a lot of, like, dystopian slash utopian stuff was chosen for us. Yes. That's interesting. (laughs) But... Like, what are they preparing us for? Exactly. But, like, choose a narrative that you know will draw in the age group that you're looking to draw in. Yeah, it did not. Yeah. It did not. Maybe some people liked it. I just, I mean, I've never been, well, that's not true, because I did really enjoy reading, like, the Divergent series, mm-hmm. even though I couldn't tell you what happened in those either. It's been so long. Um, but, like, but you I remember, remember the feels about it. Yeah, yeah, I remember reading those and enjoying them. And, like, Hunger Games, obviously. Like, there yeah. was that whole, like, kick in it in, like, yeah. the 2010s where dystopian was super popular, and now it's, it's like, died off mm-hmm. a lot. Um, so there were better dystopian options out there. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe they just, they stick with what they know. And then the teacher doesn't, like, nobody in the curriculum who rewrites it has to, like, go and read a new book (laughs) to see if, like, it's good for the, the content's good. It's like, oh, I wonder how many, like, I wish we should ask a teacher or if a teacher knows and wants to tell us. Um, Let us know, like, how you choose the books. Like, do you have, like, six that you can choose from? Mm -hmm. Or are you told this is your novel study this year? Right? Because I even remember in high school, depending on which English class you were in, some of us read Brave New World. Some other people read a different book. Yeah. Some people, like, I mean, I uh, depends on what Shakespeare you decide to do, you know, depending on the class. So yeah. it was all just kind of all over the place. So It always is. Yeah. So this is one of our overlapping ones, mm-hmm. and it's To Kill a Mockingbird by Harper Lee. Yes, which I had totally forgot about. Yeah. <laughs> do you I remember a... reading To Kill a Mockingbird? Yes, I do. Did you enjoy it? I did. Yeah. I did enjoy reading it, especially because it was one of the first ones that we really read, like, about like race and like that issue so that was an interesting introduction what I mainly remember is like reading it out loud in class and then being like do we say the n-word yeah (laughs) 
Like, are we, like, what's the deal here? Yeah. <laughs> and it's, like, so awkward. It's so awkward. And some of our teachers were like, well, because we're reading it in the context of, context of the book, you can say it. Oh, boy. I would have, like, yeah. I never, like, even now, absolutely not. Yeah, and thinking same. back, I'm like, how could you say this <laughs> yeah. to a room full of kids? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. No. I was asking for trouble. I do remember enjoying that one quite a bit. I remember liking it, too. Like, and I remember it was, like, the little purple paperback. Mm-hmm. And so it seemed so accessible because it seemed, like, so small. Yeah. And I really liked it. And I, I went to two – well, technically, I went to three different high schools in high school. But I went to two different high schools. So I read it in, like, grade 10. <laughs> and then I read it in grade 12 at a yeah. different high school. And – I really, really liked that one. And for the longest time, I think it was, like, basically my favorite book. Yeah. Obviously, there's more narrative as you grow up mm-hmm. in terms of, like, it's still, like, a white author talking yeah. about segregation. And and it, it comes with its own baggage. Mm-hmm. But I do think Harper Lee had a way of crafting, like, children in particular. Yeah. Um, that was really sort of, I thought at the time, quite magical. Mm-hmm. Like, I really liked the language that she used, like, between the children. I liked the idea of this, like, ghost neighbor, Boo yes. Radley. <laughs> and, you know, as a kid, you're like, ooh, like, maybe he is a real ghost and, mm-hmm. like, whatever. Um, but then it's just, he's just a man. And I think probably, like, a handful of years later, I watched the movie mm-hmm. uh, with Gregory Peck. And for the longest time, I really liked Atticus Finch. Mm -hmm. I thought that he, like, again, this is, like, through the lens of, like, 17-year-old me, 20-year-old me. um, I really thought that he had a lot of great qualities, Mm -hmm. um, particularly, like, a man of the time. One of my dogs, he's since passed, but he was Atticus. Yeah. And for Atticus Finch. Um, So, like, I really had a connection to that book for a really long time. And I really liked the mystery of Harper Mm -hmm. Lee as well um I really liked knowing a little bit more about her in terms of like her friendship with Truman Capote Mm -hmm. why she never wrote anything again um all of that controversy around that ghost at a watchman that came out that was like the first sort of iteration of To Kill a Mockingbird all those years later after she had passed and I just, I really liked the sort of mythology mm-hmm. around Harper Lee. Um, but I don't think that, I think that book is good. I think there are better examples. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Today. So I don't know if children still read it. I don't think it's like wrong for them to read it. No. Um, and I, I would hope that they would have sort of a, a more full discourse than we would have had like 25 years ago oh, for, or whatever sure that was. It, I'm sure it is much different. Yeah. It has to be. Yeah. You know? But I still do think that there is something about that book. Like mm-hmm. she did have a really good way of writing. And it's one of the books I remember most fondly mm-hmm. from high school. So I don't know. It, it's always hard to like, because you look back with nostalgia, but then you know <laughs> yeah. so much more as an adult, right? Yeah. So it's really hard to reconcile sometimes. Well, it is. And like, and I'm pretty sure we watched the movie too. Not that I can remember it in any detail, but like, I always liked to when they like picked the books that also had the movies. Yeah, so they're like, as a reward for reading this horribly dry, yeah. hard to read book, you can watch this decent five out of 10 movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Over the course of maybe two or three classes, yeah. depending on how long yeah, the class is. your popcorn. <laughs> yeah. So very interesting. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I did enjoy that one. And I hope now too, because it like, it is such a topic and yeah. it's like I'm sure there's probably really good same with like indigenous stories as well where yeah. it's like there are so many better things to be read um, by authors or to have multiple perspectives like this exactly. is what was happening at the time yeah and then this is what we sort of know from the perspective of the people who it was happening to exactly the, like yeah and a proper like own voice narrative mm-hmm. I so hope they do that yeah if I was a teacher I would <laughs> What's your next one? Oh, my next one. Would it even be a high school read if you didn't include a Shakespeare tragedy? You do have to include a Shakespeare. Yeah. So I we did Othello 
in like grade 10 or 11. Yeah. I mean, we did Romeo and Juliet. That was like grade 9. Nothing that. makes me more frustrated than Romeo and Juliet. Oh, I know. Um, <laughs> Othello, the, like, I don't remember much other than reading it and just having the overwhelming sense of like, if these two people would just talk to each other, <laughs> if all they would do is communicate. That's basically all of Shakespeare. Nobody would have died. <laughs> yeah. Because there's this like stupid handkerchief that yeah. like if he just asked her about the handkerchief, it would not be a big deal. And yeah. they would talk about it and it would be fine. So uh, looking back, that's like all I remember yeah. is the stupid handkerchief. Nobody talked to each other. Everybody died. <laughs> the, the usual Shakespeare. Yeah. like Poor choices were made. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. I always enjoyed, like, the Shakespeare units that we did. I always had a good time with that. And then you always get a movie at the end. Yeah. When we did Romeo and Juliet, we got to watch the, um... The one from, like, the 60s? No, the... Is oh, it Leonardo like the DiCaprio? 90s. The 90s. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we got to watch my. that one. Kind of like the weird remake. Yeah, with Claire Danes. Yes. Directed by Baz Luhrmann. Yes. Yep. <laughs> I am familiar, So obviously. that was always fun. <laughs> yeah. I... I liked doing Shakespeare as well. I don't really remember what we did in high school, um, but I remember in, like, I think my second year at RDC, now RDP, yes. um, I really liked the Shakespeare prof. His name was Bob Mills. Okay. And he sort of looked like Santa Claus. Okay. And how he read was just, like, magical. Mm-hmm. Like, I loved it so much. And so we would read in class, and he would, like, sort of quickly assign people parts, and you do, like, a small part oh, that's fun. of the play out loud type of thing. And we had one um, person in our class who actually still visits the library. He's a lawyer now, so I won't, like, call out his name. <laughs> but, like, I loved how he read. Like, he was obviously not there for – like, he became a lawyer, so he was not <laughs> there for just, like, fun. And – like, he just, he was so good at reading as well. That's cool. So I loved when, like, he was one of the readers because he was just, like, really into it. He was really good with the language. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Bob Mills was really good with the language. And just, like, lots of people were good, but I just remember those two those in particular. Two. Yeah. And he always said to us, like, he would choose something and we'd read it on our own or we'd write a, pe- a paper on it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he's, like, he's always, like, Shakespeare is not meant to be read. It's meant to be seen. Yes. <laughs> so we watched a lot of things from like different areas mm-hmm. and from different like uh, sort of oeuvres mm-hmm. because there's like lots of like theater productions, but then there were like movie adaptations. Yep. Like Branagh had his like time of like Love and Shakespeare in the 90s. There too. <laughs> yeah. um, so I remember like his Hamlet, for example, mm-hmm. quite long, just quite long. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I was exposed to Shakespeare stuff that. I never even, like, thought that I would enjoy. So they have, like, the first historical tetralogy. Mm-hmm. So it has, like, Henry V and Richard II and Henry IV Part One and Part Two, and those mm-hmm. are separate plays. And, like, I just, I really, really liked that class. Yeah. And it was the first time that I had read Midsummer Night's Dream. Mm-hmm. And it was around the same time that that movie came out, that terrible movie that <laughs> name is escaping me right now. But it had Ben Foster and Kirsten Dunst. Okay. And... It was, and Shane West was in it too, I remember. (laughs) But I I really liked that play, and that's what I did my project on. And Mm -hmm. it was just like a fun sort of like fantasy one, because it has like the fairies and whatnot. It was just like a fun one. And I just, I really, I see why Shakespeare is still popular. Oh, yeah. Like, and I do agree that like you want to be part of like the out loud of it. Mm -hmm. Like reading it on your own. Oh, it's not fun. Yeah. No. And whenever we would do it in school, I remember too, it's like you'd have to read some on your own, but yeah. then we mostly did it in class. Yeah. And then they would always show like a movie or a play yeah. version of it because same thing. Or like thing. you're in small groups and you would like, you have to do this part of the scene. Take turns. And, like, yeah. Read, read it. I just, I liked it a lot. I did too. It was yeah. fun. And like, because the classics like Romeo, Juliet, Othello, Macbeth, we never did, I never did Hamlet. King Lear? I didn't do King Lear. I did Oth- uh, Othello and Macbeth. Much Ado About Nothing. Two. That's my favorite. No, not even no. those. I know. Which apparently, did you know, know that that new movie with Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell is... I knew afterwards. Yeah, me too. They should have been telling us They should have. They should have. <laughs> I only heard that after two. I'm like, oh, maybe it will be good. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I love that one. Um, but yeah, like... But like, look at how both of us are kind of excited <laughs> about talking about Shakespeare. And like, it was a signed reading and we mm-hmm. both enjoyed it. We both have like good memories of yeah. like the class getting together different yeah and when you're reading it you're like i kind of don't even understand what i'm reading no, but it's 100%, 100%. fun and it sounds cool yeah and it's fun and so. but when you read it out loud i think it's different i think you can sort of 
understand mm-hmm. it a little bit better. I just, I really liked that class. It was good. It was know. a good time. Hands up for us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Round of applause for Shakespeare that we discovered all yeah, the time. Yeah, not like he needs it, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he's <laughs> very famous after all that. <laughs> Do you have another one? No, I'm done. You're done? I know. I'm just going to mention... You can choose. Do you want me to talk about what I liked, or do you want me to have a rant? <laughs> what do you mean? Come on. Um, okay, so as you all know, dear listeners, I am a romance lover, mm-hmm. obviously. Let me just tell you about a book that was sold to me as a romance <laughs> that was not a romance at all. So it is Wuthering Heights by Emily Bronte. Yes. I feel like this is in like the league of like little women in terms of... <gasps> How much it disappointed (laughs) you. So, basically, it's not a romance, my friends. Um, A young man is raised with a young lady and her brother, and they are sort of, like, you know, more affluent or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they fall in love. Not the brother and sister, obviously. (laughs) The sister and the man. And they fall in love, but then circumstances occur, things are bad, whatever. Mm -hmm. They're torn apart. And it is horrible. It is angering. It is, in my view, boring. Mm-hmm. It is not a romance. I don't know what it is. Some kind of drama. Some when kind you, of sad How drama. old were you when you read it? Um, I read it... Uh, I read it in college. Okay. First or second year. And so probably like 18 or 19 years old. Okay. And it was sort of just as I was like reading romance mm-hmm. like so just like a, a little you bit you had a taste of like good yeah. romance and i thought that romance meant a happy ending so i thought oh like let's well, still like what you we're gonna end up together <laughs> no we're still not your opinion though people are dead things are bad everything is awful all the time and i felt particularly um <laughs> i felt yeah i felt a particular uh personal attack by it because mm-hmm. her sister wrote jane Eyre, Mm-hmm. who I do, I quite enjoy Jane Eyre. <laughs> and yeah, maybe she shouldn't have ended up with Edward Rochester, but she did. And I'm <laughs> fine with it. But like Wuthering Heights was one of the most disappointing things ever. I will say that I saw a production of Wuthering Heights mm-hmm. at the college when I was uh, going there, and it was very good. Okay, It was well acted. I loved the stage direction of it. Um, and like because I knew that I was already going to be disappointed by the story itself, yeah. I wasn't. It wasn't like, a surprise. Yeah, I wasn't mad yeah. about it. Okay, but it was like really well done production. I really really enjoyed the whole experience of like going to the theater mm-hmm. and seeing it. Theaters so I will give a shout like out to fun. those people. Yeah, theater's um, just fun in general. Yeah. sometimes. And like yeah, so I would be open. To, I would even see Little Women in the theater. <laughs> we all know how I feel about that. Um, but like I just I was so disappointed in that book for so mm-hmm. long. And it, it's one of those, like, period dramas that are remade and made yeah. again and all of that, right? So every time I see it and I see an actor or an actress in it that I like, I but get, like, no. a little bit excited for a second until they tell me the title. And I'm like, this is all lies. Yeah. It's all lies. Yeah, we know how this will end. Yeah. Mm. So, pass. That's too bad. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've never read that. Yeah, pass. I've never read it. Pass on it. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> so before we leave you today the leave you with what we've been reading watching listening to yes. as we be do what are yes. you reading um i have two on the go one two in, uh, i know I've, I've started to have two on the go <laughs> i have one as an ebook and then like a paper book because sometimes like if i'm at the gym and i'm doing a little cardio yep. i like to just prop up my phone and then i walk 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 and then i read oh. so very nice yeah um so on my phone i'm as an ebook i'm reading my husband by maude ventura I'm not familiar. It's like a, I think it's a translated from, I don't know what language. I want to say like French, but I could be wrong. How did I you might come just, across it? Um, I saw, so there's um, like these two people who do like a podcast. They're like TikTok people. They're yeah. very, very funny. She, again, like very popular, like well-known quote unquote influencer. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like she's super into reading. So she'll like post her little reviews and stuff. And she was on holiday. So she had this like fat stack of books that she was just doing like really quick, quick reviews like, on yeah. and yeah, this one nice. <laughs> I was like oh the cover's kind of interesting and then she explained it it's like it's a shorter book but it's like first person this woman who is like so in love with her husband mm-hmm. like obsessed with him okay um and like every encounter that she has with him she's like always almost like falsifying the encounter like he, she hears him oh like romanticizing up, it a bit she more she hears him coming up the stairs so instead of her like 
grading her students' homework, she like turns on her computer and is like writing a manual, like that type of things. And I don't really know what's happening because she keeps like saying how she always will check the mail before him and there's never any letters like there were before. Like there's obviously something going on. Okay, a bit of a mystery. Yes, and the first like little prologue is like, oh, they're waking up in the morning, like literally the first page. And like the kids are getting their breakfast, they're sitting in the sunshine, and then he like whispers to her, he's like, we need to find a moment to talk, it's important. And then it just the next line is just goes, he knows it's over. So I'm like, (gasps) what's happening? So, so far it's pretty good. (laughs) I don't really know what's going to happen yet. Yeah. Um, but I do kind of like those books where you're like the inside of the mind of like someone who's a little crazy. Yeah. That's always fun. And then I just started, I'm finally starting. We'll see if I get through the series, <laughs> A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Moss. Oh. So that big old series. Yeah. Everyone's been talking about it. I did have the first book on hold for many weeks. Yeah. On like ebook and paper copy. Yeah. And my brother's girlfriend Again, she just got into reading, like, literally at the end of last year, too, because she just graduated from university, Mm -hmm. so she actually, like, has the time Time. (laughs) to read for pleasure. So she read that. She bought the books because she loved them so much, so she brought them down for me at Christmas, so now I have all of them, and I can just (laughs) read them as I please. And then, yeah, so I'm, like, eight or nine chapters in, not super far because it's quite a thick book. I'm enjoying it so far. Don't get attached to Tamlin. Oh no, okay. <laughs> I literally just found out his name yeah. <laughs> like on my lunch break. When I'm I was just saying, like, that was what stalled me out in the series. Oh. So manage your expectations. Okay, good to know. Because she, like, my brother's girlfriend, she did say, like, once you get into it, you'll really get into it. Because yeah. she, like, flew through and she got a and Kindle. They're, yeah, they're little fatties. And now she's, yeah. like, loving reading. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so oh, nice. Because again, yeah. reading is very cool. It is. Um, so, and yeah, it's something so, you can share. Yes. Which I love. It yeah. is so cute because she, because you know, she started to a bit more. And then she's like, do you have a Goodreads? Can we add each other? Like, she's like, I love seeing what everyone's reading. So I sent her mine and my mom's. So now we're all like friends on Goodreads. Yeah. And yeah. So yeah, she loves her Kindle. She loves it. Nice. So, yeah, it's very cute. So yeah, that's what I've been reading. So. so I've actually been good. reading more again after a little sort slump. of having some slumps good. in the last year. Um, so I started reading the Inheritance Games um, oh, series. Yes. So the first one is called The Inheritance Games yes. um, by Jennifer Lynn Barnes. And so basically it's about, we meet this girl mm-hmm. and she is, her mom has passed away. Her dad is sort of absent. Okay. Um, and she lives with her older sister. She's 17 or 18 years old, um, the main character. And her sister is early 20s, young. Um, and so they live together. They're struggling financially, mm-hmm. etc. They're in the U.S., no health insurance and what have you. And so she's trying to figure out, like, how she's going to make something of herself after high school. She's a very intelligent young mm-hmm. lady, um, but just not a lot of opportunities, right? Right. So fast forward, like, literally, like, two chapters, and she's getting told that she needs to come for a will reading, because she's been left something by this very well-known uh, billionaire. Oh. She doesn't know him. She doesn't know anything about him. Nothing. Like, why she would be in the will, etc. Okay. So, goes to it. And I don't think this is spoiling anything, because I think it says it on the back of the mm-hmm. book. So, she goes to this meeting, and he has four grandsons of, like, her age. One year younger, her age couple of years older, and then someone her sister's age. Okay. Um, and they all have different fathers. They all have different middle names, mm-hmm. but all they all have the mother's last name. Okay. And they none of them know about their fathers. And so the will is read, and they're left, you know, small sum. Right. Life-changing <laughs> sums for us. Yeah. Small sums for them. And when it gets to the bulk of the estate, like multiple, multiple tens of billions of dollars, it's left to this girl. Oh. And everyone's like, excuse me, what? Yeah. And she's like, excuse me, what? Yeah. (laughs) So basically it's like, it's the mystery of like, why this girl? There's this, the games part of it is that as an older, like as the grandpa, he would have these like little tests and little um, games that he would play with the grandsons that they'd have to figure something out and okay. whatever so he leaves them all like little notes and they all say something different and hers just says i'm sorry signed him signed the grandfather okay because obviously her life is a mess now mm-hmm. and also 
nobody in that family is happy that she has inherited all this money. Right. She can't say no to the money because of how his will is. And they can't challenge the will because it would revert back to an old will because it turns out he never had any intention of leaving his money to his immediate family. It was always meant to go to her? It was always meant to go to different things. Oh. So if they don't like her having the money, that's fine. But you won't get the money. Oh. So, like, they were never going to get the money. And, like, is it a spoiler? Like, is she related to this grandpa? Um, or is I, that... that would be a spoiler. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I wouldn't say yes or no, because but, like, that's part of the mystery. Okay. It's, like, how, are, how, how where are they did connected? they see each other or okay. know each other in the past? Or, like, we don't know much about her mom, for example, so is there a connection mm. there? Because I did, like, I saw that book go out so much. Yeah. And it has, like, a really catching cover. Oh, beautiful cover. It's um, awesome. Like, it's four books now. For some reason, really I thought cool. it was, like... I'm like, oh, that's another, like, Hunger Games. Type. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I never read it either. I wasn't into it. Yeah. And then um, one of the girls in my Any Book Book Club, mm-hmm. uh, we were talking at the beginning of January again, like, when at the meeting. Yeah. And um, she was like, "That those are my favorite reads from last year. I wish I could reread them for the first time. That sort of thing. And I remember she had said similar at the end of 2023. And so I ended up buying them on Book Outlet, because they're mm-hmm. always out here, always super popular, yes. and on their um, Boxing Day sale for like $6 a piece. Oh, nice. So I bought all three, yeah. um, and I read the first one like really fast. They're, they're fairly fat, but mm-hmm. easy to read, mm-hmm. very like interesting. You sort of yeah. like feel like you're in it a little bit. I really, really enjoyed it, but like they're teen books, mm-hmm. but part of me is like way more interested in the sister and the oldest brother. <laughs> like I would read like, what's going to happen here. Yeah, 100%. I would read an adult book about them. Okay. 100%. So yeah, they're sort of like a crush worthy mm-hmm. um, gentleman at, at many ages. Okay. So okay. obviously the oldest brother is still like too young for me, yeah. but he's not, it's not inappropriate. Let's well, just say that. Well, and that's like with A Court of Thorns and Roses, it was like one of the top 10. Oh yeah. Why Yep. borrowed books of last year um and so like are the first few ya because don't like the others yeah, get so more they, adults yeah they do okay. and we switched them over here as soon as the i think the fourth one was recommended to be in adult, adult sections okay. um so, so we ended up switching over midway through kind I of see. um just to keep the series together so if people are browsing for it they're able to find it yeah but again I feel like my line is a little bit different than everyone else's line. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that it was inappropriate, but that... Well, not, like, inappropriate, no, but, like, more but adult. also, like, the characters do start older. Yeah. Like, she's not 15. No, no. She's... She has, I think she's 19, 18 or 19. Like I think she's so, older. Yeah. yeah. So she only gets older. <laughs> no, and that's what I thought, because when I saw that on, on, like, the website, I was like, oh, I thought this was, like, a little bit more mature, but... Yeah. That makes more sense. Yeah. I think all of her series are sort of borderline... Like, taking YA themes and readability, mm-hmm. but because the protagonists are older, um, you have, like, the older yeah. themes, right? So they're all sort of borderline. They're in that sort of new adult area that, like, was yeah. really popular maybe 10 years ago, but then didn't really get footing in, like, the mainstream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's a... I, I've talked about, because I listen to her podcast every once in a while, but she's, like, an influencer, but Brittany Broski. Yeah. And she she's a big reader, too. So on her podcast, she talks about, like, all the books she's reading, what she's enjoying. And she read this series, and she hadn't read the last one yet. Mm-hmm. She's like, I don't know if I will. Like, I might eventually, but, like, I'm kind of – I might need, like, a bit of a break from that author. Yeah. Um, and then she – I saw she posted a TikTok of her, like – she wasn't even talking. It was just her, like – she's, like – less she's like 10 pages in yeah and she like has, she's like filming the page because there's some maybe inappropriate or like more mature words yeah. on that page and Beans. she goes i'm 10 pages in and she's like cackling because she just like that's what she loves you yeah. know is like kind of like this the smutty you yeah. know books and stuff so she was like freaking out and she's like i'm not even 10 pages in i was like oh good okay so <laughs> we'll get there no 100 so funny. and like i i so feel that with her like idea of like you sort of tapped out. Mm-hmm. I really, really liked the Inheritance Games, and I could have just like gone into reading the second one. Yeah, but I'm like, don't burn out. Like Need a bit of a break. Yeah. So yeah. I read a book now in between, um, mm-hmm. and it was fine. But um, probably by the end of the week, I'm gonna go on the second one. But I'm gonna try yeah. and ration them a little bit. I was just gonna ask. Can only read them for the first time once. Well, and that's the thing. I was just gonna ask if you've read them all because it's like a trilogy. Like, yeah, that's such a like a. You know what I really liked about this trilogy is. 
with the first book in particular, like, yeah, it's giving you cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. It wants you to read the next one. Mm-hmm. But it's giving you a full story where when you finish, yeah, when yeah. you finish the first one, you're like, oh, my God, I have to read the next one because otherwise, like, I don't have a complete story. It's like, yeah. no, I do, but there's more. And I love Which that. Which is nice because especially if you read the book when it, it like, Yeah, when they were first coming out. out yeah. Like, oh, my God, now I have to, like... You know. Which is my problem with so many series now because it yes. is such a huge cliffhanger yep. that when you go into it, you're like, I don't even know what's happening. Well, and I have not read any of the like fourth wing Iron Flame. Yeah, huge but, cliffhangers. Like, and that was the thing. I was yeah. so shocked at how fast the first and the second came out. And now the third together. one isn't even, the date's not so even I'm announced. Like, I'm not even picking it up for a long time. I don't think I can. But No, yeah, it's a fair point. I haven't read the second one either for the same no. reason because it could be so many books in between that book and the other book. Right. And you want to keep that momentum. You want to keep the excitement. You want to be a part of the... Yeah. But from thing. what I've heard, there's quite, like, the ending of the second one. I don't know. I've heard a lot of people say... Like, <laughs> I've seen stuff, too. So, like, we'll see what, we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually. What have you been watching? Um, you know what? Okay. I'm gonna, So, I'm, I'm still, like, on my Grey's Anatomy. I know we talked of about course. this last time. Only because you can turn seasons. it on. And <laughs> I... I usually watch a lot of YouTube content. I yep. love YouTube content. There's a lot of like amazing creators on there. Yep. I watch a lot of like long form stuff. However, <laughs> I started to notice in November. I don't know if it's because like I watch on an Apple TV. I have okay. an Apple TV because even on my phone, I don't notice it. But the amount of ads, lots of ads that I've they have been you. putting, yeah. and I assumed it was like November, December, you know, like coming up End to Christmas, of year, get the money, like yeah. get that AdSense, you know, yeah. lots of ads, things to buy for Christmas. They have not stopped. No. Are you ready for next Christmas? Because the amount of ads, and they changed, (laughs) rant here, they changed the way, because it used to be on Apple TV, it would say, like, the amount of seconds this one single ad was. Yeah. So if it's 15 seconds, it'll be, like, countdown from 15, and then you might get a 30-second ad that you can then skip after five. Something like that, where you'll get, like, just a five, a 30-second ad you can skip right away after five seconds. Now they have it on a little timer, so they don't even tell you how long the ad you're watching now is. They just tell you how the long you have to watch all ads. the ads. Yeah. And sometimes it'll be 45 seconds yeah. of unskippable. Outrageous. <laughs> and then you get to the end of the 45 seconds, and then they add another minute and a half ad that, that you if you're not paying attention. Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's not just Apple TV. I'm kind of over it. Yeah. I'm kind of over it. So I've just been watching my Netflix. I put on my Grey's Anatomy. I can do things. I can sit down and watch. I can, like, yeah. you know, tidy up, do the dishes. Also, it's the sound because oftentimes the ads are louder. Oh, and they're all the same. Yeah, they're yes, very Yes, and you're repetitive. constantly having to toggle the volume. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just, like, kind of over it. Yeah. I, I'm, like, debating getting, like, YouTube Premium. Oh my. I think that's what they want. I think they want me to get YouTube <laughs> Premium. So I, because they're just, and I get it, it's free content. Yeah. I understand. But they've gone from like fine to like so many. Outrageous. Yeah. Outrageous. In a very so, short period of time. I and, agree. and like, I don't love that Netflix is like, oh, but you know what? I've still, still been able to use my mom's Netflix. Don't even tell the we're world in different that. Houses. However, she, like, because she's the only one at home now, she did like, go down in like whatever so she can only have it on one screen mm-hmm. so I can't watch if she's watching mm-hmm. but it will still leave me logged in and like let me watch so mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know but it's so annoying yeah it's so annoying it's, it's frustrating <sighs> my little rant I have been watching YouTube but you know what I noticed if you watch someone's playlist I feel like you get fewer ads so mm-hmm. I've been watching do you remember the show it used to be on like Slice or something. It's a Canadian show called okay. Till Dead Do Us Part. Yes. With Gail Van I used to wa- I love yeah, I used to watch that with my mom yeah. all the time. I also <laughs> love that show. So I started watching it and then I completely forgot that they had that princess edition that focused just on like women. Mm-hmm. And like, as you know, I've been interested in like personal finance yeah. in the last little while. So I found somebody, bless them, on YouTube who had created a playlist nice. of the princess episodes. So like, I don't have a TV uh, uh, in my oh, kitchen. she's a princess. Yes. I remember. I remember. I don't have a TV in my kitchen, and I have an old house, so it's not yeah. open concept. So I was, I set up my laptop, and I was just, like, watching these princess episodes while I was, like, making supper <laughs> or whatever, and, like, having an excellent time. Yeah. And, like, her advice, like, the numbers are crazy when you hear about, like, what people have spent for, like, rent or groceries. Yeah. Because you're just, like, take me back. Oh, like, when you're take like, you could get ground back. beef for a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, oh it was, my god. It was. Cr- it's crazy to see like the numbers of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, but her advice is 
still always good advice. Um, so you just like scale it to your life. Yeah. But I really like her because she's such like a straight talker. I follow she her is. on Twitter yeah. still too because she's just like such a straight talker. Mm-hmm. So I really, really liked rewatching those episodes. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. remember that. I used to watch that with my mom. Yeah. <laughs> All the time. And like some of them you're just like, again, you're just like, how did you let yourself be on TV? Oh, I know. Like, I, I know. It's, it's cringy. You're, this is not good. This is not a good look for you. <laughs> it's horrible. And, like, you think about $5,000, and, like, yeah, $5,000 is a nice amount of money. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say no to $5,000. But, like, juxtapose that with what, like, sometimes you'd be like, you're $180,000 in debt. <laughs> I'll give you $5,000 to help you pay it down. Yeah. It's like, okay, okay, that's helpful, <laughs> I guess. Like, just oh wow shocking oh my god it's but so like yeah funny. rent in like toronto this one girl was paying like she thought it was too much she's paying 900 can you imagine how many people would oh love to god. pay 900 dollars now oh my god i saw a video and it was of a, a girl and her mom lives like not in toronto but like one of the kind of mm-hmm. you know suburbs outside and in a rent controlled apartment she's lived there for like 20 years yeah. and in those 20 years like her rent for a, like a one bedroom apartment 20 years ago, it was 500. Yeah. It's rent controlled. It's 800 now. Yeah. And then she's showing like her one bedroom apartment that she lives in in Toronto. Yeah. 3,200. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not even as nice. 3,200. No, yeah. no. It's horrible. It's, yeah, seeing the numbers was just wild. It makes me sad. <laughs> yeah. It makes it seem like you're watching something from like in the 1950s, but it's like <laughs> 2007. You can go to the corner store and get like 15 things for a quarter. Yeah, like they were showing like groceries of this family of five because their like grocery budget was like $126 for the week for a family of five. And she ended up like just like going to the supermarket with her list, bought everything she needed for her family of five for one week and it was $87. Oh my God, I wish... I can't leave the grocery store without spending $87. Oh, yeah. And you probably bought, like, four things. Yeah. It's two bags, usually. <laughs> yeah. I can carry it up my stairs by myself. Like, that's the part where I'm just like, this is wild. Uh, oh, those were the days. What have you been listening to? Um, I've been listening to, like, a little flamenco, like, a little Spanish oh. music. I don't know. Something about the cold weather has really just... <laughs> You're just it's like, like I need to live somewhere else. It has been like listening to like some Spanish flamenco. Um, but it's so the one band in particular called Fondo Flamenco and a song Mi Estrella Blanca. I don't speak Spanish, so yeah. I don't know what they're saying. It's just it's really <laughs> nice. Like it. <laughs> it like it almost makes you feel like, oh, I could be like cruising down the Spanish coast, you know, in a yeah. convertible. Well, of course. And it, it's just, it's very, like, upbeat, and it just sounds really nice. And if you spoke Spanish, I'm sure what they're saying is really nice, too. But just <laughs> the hope. way it sounds. <laughs> Someone who speaks Spanish yeah, doing it. Hard to like, say. Oh, say. <laughs> but, yeah, I think they're, they're a band. I think they've been around for quite a while, because that song in particular, like, the album cover is very much, like, um, almost like Backstreet boys Oh, okay. And I think they've, they're updated on, if you go to, like, their Spotify, like, artist page. Yeah. It's like them now. Okay. <laughs> like, like they definitely look like they're in the year twenty twenty three. Yeah. So I think they're still they're still making music and stuff. Yeah, like the plaid like fedora. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a look. <laughs> yes, big time. But yeah, I've been enjoying. You know, it just warms you up a little bit on these cold, cold days. Nice. So. Um, still on like my financial mm-hmm. kick. I've been listening to Caleb Hammer's financial audit. And I don't know how I found him, but I've been watching him on YouTube. And then I was like, like listening to his podcast. And it's one of those like video podcasts on Spotify where you can either listen to it and or watch it. I don't love watching it. I'll listen to it. But it's nice to watch it at the end because like they show like the budget breakdown. Mm -hmm. Anyways, I don't necessarily love how he talks to people Mm. because he gets very like riled up about the amount of debt that people are in. And you're like, stop it. I know. I know it's bad. That part. But also like, um, just like how he talks about debt. Like Mm. he'll be like this gross, disgusting debt or whatever. It's like, listen, calm down, bro. People can't Um, help it sometimes. A hundred percent. But then also I think it's interesting like how many times, because he's a young guy, like he has to be not 30. Or, like, okay. just 30. He's a pretty young guy. And I think he's, like, he's just built his platform because he was, like, quite in debt. Mm-hmm. And then so, like, these are the practices that he's done or, like, the different co- courses that he's taken. So, like, the financial audit starts, like, it's always, like, a person. It'll be like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm Claire and I'm from El Paso, Texas. Like someone calling in type of no, thing? No, like, they, they, they're, they're with him Oh, they studio. go? Okay. Yeah. And 
and at whatever your age is. Mm-hmm. And then he'll be like, so what do you do in wherever? And mm-hmm. he's like, okay. And then how much roughly do you make? And the amount of people who do not know what they make per month. Oh, interesting. Yeah, shocking, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, I, I wait for those paychecks. Yeah. I make sure all the money is there, <laughs> yeah. you know. But it's very interesting. And then, so then they talk about, like, the debts. And then they talk about, and, like, it's crazy to see, like, the rent differential in the mm-hmm. U.S. too. Like, because if you're living in the Midwest somewhere, it's, like... So cheap, probably. Yeah, it's, like, reason... It's still more than it should be, but, like, then you juxtapose that with, like, Houston or L.A. It's, like, holy smokes. Yeah. Um, So that's all very interesting. The... I think banking is quite different there, Mm -hmm. because they can't e-transfer anything. I know. And, like... That's why they have, like, Venmo. Yeah, so there's lots of, like, Zelle and, like, Venmo and, like, all of these things. And it doesn't really, like, tell you what it is, so that's always interesting. And... (laughs) He always, like, shames, shames, I use the term loosely, Yeah. when you, like, clearly are going to, like, a convenience store and, like, getting something quick. Right. Like, you're going to the 7-Eleven here and, like, getting wings or whatever. <laughs> so, like, instead of it being, like, he would say, like, oh, 7-Eleven, he'd be like, and you got taquitos, 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 <laughs> because it's clearly not, like, a grocery no. uh, amount, right? Yeah. So... I find him quite funny. And he also, he tries to be very positive with people, even Mm -hmm. when the people, like, by the end of it, I mean, like, when he's helping them make a plan. Yeah. But I also find it a little bit, like, and they're mostly younger people Mm -hmm. on the show, but the number of people in the United States who have these, like, crippling student loan debts. That's probably a huge Oh, my gosh. It's shocking. It's shocking what they're allowed to charge as well. So, like, the government versus private and all of that, it's been very eye-opening because, like, you'll have, like, a 24-year-old who got out of college with, like, a bachelor's degree and, like, it's a normal college, a nice Mm -hmm. college, and they've been paying off their loans. Let's say they started at $90,000 and they've been paying off their loans for two and a half years and it's $150,000 now. I know. I know. It's insane. Shocking. Shocking. Absolutely shocking. Yeah. It's like, how do you ever pay those off? Yeah. It's, like, it's literally impossible. Yeah. So I, don't, I just I find it really interesting. He's interesting. Sometimes his voice is a little bit grating to me, mm-hmm. like because he <laughs> uses an upper register. Yeah. But like I do think he tries to give them a really like Solid a plan, plan at the yeah. end. And like I've seen now a few follow ups, mm-hmm. like I've listened to a few yeah. follow ups. So it would be like what's been going better, what's been going worse, like mm-hmm. you know all of that kind of stuff. So I do find it interesting. I would love to see Gail revisit her people oh, yeah. <laughs> from Till Dead to Us Part of Princess. Even like 10 years later. Yeah, see what people oh are God. doing, what they're up to. I, I would watch her do a show right now. Me too. Just some new people. I don't even care. Me too. I would just, I'd be into it. Oh, I forgot about that show. Yeah. I can just Now you're going to YouTube it. <laughs> I probably will. I probably will. It's probably like, some good advice. Yeah. Like it is. Like yep. the numbers are wildly different now. Like, and, like, like that part online and to like make up for the inflation. Yeah. <laughs> so that part's depressing. But yeah, it is it is good advice. And like mm-hmm. a lot of people in a year starts, like this episode comes out in February. Mm-hmm. But people think about their personal finances or personal goal setting or whatever. Yeah. Clearly I'm thinking about those things. <laughs> um so yeah, there's a lot of content out in out the world. There. Yeah. yeah. There sure is. And we have books here too, so Anyways, it's interesting to me yeah. right now. It's my current hyperfixation. Yes. By April, I'm sure it'll be something else. <laughs> we'll see. Well, thank you all for joining us today. If you have any thoughts on these school reads or your school reads, we'd love to hear them. You can reach out to us on Twitter, X, however we're calling it. Or you, if you see us here in library, we'd love to chat to you. Yes. We hope you enjoyed the episode. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.